This morning I'll give some further instructions building on the instructions from uh, yesterday morning from John. Again, first, uh, very good to check the posture, particularly just the connection with the ground. Good connection with the ground if you're sitting in a chair or uh, on a cushion. Again, the pelvis rotated just a little bit forward to give a a slight arch in the back, which helps the uh, straightness of the spine. Chest open. And generally we keep the eyes closed. A number of ways of practicing meditation can have the eyes uh, uh, slightly open, uh, unfocused. We typically keep them uh, closed. If you've worked with forms of practice that have the eyes open, that's fine. And again, connect with your, your deeper intention for your practice. And then we begin by connecting with the breath or another primary object, if there is one. As Heather mentioned last night, uh, we usually use the breath as our anchor or what we call our primary object. Uh, But for some people, the breath isn't so suitable, particularly if the breath is not emotionally neutral. There may be a history of asthma something like that, where uh, the breath doesn't feel emotionally neutral. In that case, we might work with another focus, another anchor, and that would be one of several possibilities. It could be uh, being with the sensation of the body, for example, as we just, uh, the sensations of the hands as we have them touching. It could be the contact with the uh, cushion. For some people, it would be the awareness of the whole body. Could also be uh, sound. And in all of these uh, practices, we would simply be with the primary object. Again, for most of us, uh, uh, the breath. Finding where the breath is uh, easiest to follow. For all of this, we would be with the breath or the other primary object. And when the mind wanders, we simply come back. That's the core practice that builds the capacity to settle, to stabilize attention. And in the process, we also come to see where our mind goes. We take a kind of inventory of the travel log of the mind, so to speak. So we try to see where the breath is easiest to follow. It may be at the belly or the area of the lungs or the area of the nostrils, sometimes being aware of the sensations of breath 
on the upper lip or right around the nostrils. And the general counsel is to find that primary object if you're newer, to really uh, find to experiment a little bit, but helpful to settle with one uh, choice, one object uh, fairly soon. And then we let the breath be natural, not to control the breath as much as possible or to force it or to visualize it, just let it be there at the level of sensation. And keep on coming back when the mind wanders. We began yesterday to also involve the possibility of being with body sensations. And the general guidance for our mindfulness practice is to be with the breath initially and keep on coming back to the breath But when something else becomes predominant and lasts for a while, we make that the new primary object. Let's say that I'm sitting and I'm with the breath and I notice sensations in my right shoulder. And they're taking my attention away. And so, and they last for a while. I would make the sensations there the new primary object. And I would stay with that as long as uh, it's predominant, which could be three minutes, five minutes, could be a while more. When it's no longer predominant, or I'm not sure what's predominant, then I go back to the breath. And again, we want to have that guideline for being with sensations that I mentioned in the talk that we want to, um, particularly with uh, difficult or painful sensations, we, we don't hang out when we have a sense that this is causing damage to the body or hurting something or there's an area of injury. And we also want to work with the guideline of having a sense when something is uh, very strong that we're reasonably balanced. and if something is too much, whether again, whether a sensation or sometimes an emotion, and it's, and we're really in a sense overwhelmed or uh, lost in what's happening, then we would typically move out of that. We wouldn't stay with that. So that's an important distinction. I'll come back to that just in a moment. So we would work in that way with body sensations, also with sounds, you know, uh, maybe more appropriate at home, but if we're sitting there and with the breath in and out and so forth, and sounds become predominant. Uh, Again, an example might be at home, someone's uh, revving up a motorcycle right outside my meditation room at home. And then I would make the sound the new primary object and be with that as long as it's there. You know, it warms up for three minutes and then goes away. Uh, The driver goes away, then we would just come back to the breath. I, I forgot, I wanted to mention one instruction also for the breath that can be very helpful which is that, uh, is that I think uh, John was mentioning this, uh, we can use labels 
to uh, stay with the breath. We can say in with the in-breath and out with the out-breath. And one very helpful technique that works well for a lot of people is to give attention to the pause between the in-breath and the out-breath. It's a frequent time when the mind wanders. And one way to do this is to have a very quiet label in with the in-breath and then out with the out-breath. And when the out-breath, is no, there's no longer movement, then we would shift our attention. This is the pause. It might just last for half a second. We shift our attention to, um, could be feeling the hands, could be the contact with the cushion, could be the whole body. We sometimes call this a touch point. Shift our attention there quite briefly, and then we simply wait for the new in-breath. And as soon as the new in-breath comes, we go, we bring our attention there, and we stay uh, with the in-breath, and then again, go through the cycle in, out, pause. And that technique accomplishes two things. One is that we are actually focusing attention during the pause when often the mind would wander. And secondly, we're using the labels to, in a sense, we're using aspects of the active mind to cut through the habitual active mind. You know, the the mind, the wandering mind, the distracted mind. We're actually using the mind with the labels that helps us to uh, not go so much to the uh, distracted mind. It's interesting how that works. Then one more set of instructions, which is for thoughts and emotions. And I'll say a few things, and Heather will give instructions tomorrow and fill out uh, what I've started today. Um, typically, we, in, we would uh, give uh, more sustained instructions for thoughts and emotions uh, a little later in the retreat, but as many of you were pointing out yesterday, there were thoughts and emotions occurring. So we can't really, can't really wait. And so uh, some very simple instructions. One is with thoughts is to give them a very uh, quiet label. And we might name our top five, something like that. We, we may uh, name, for example, in a very simple way, planning remembering, maybe uh, discussion with this person, you know, or some, some repetitive pattern that's occurring. Give, give those a label, not too many of them, four or five is enough of the main patterns. And what this does, in a way, it, it kind of uh, programs our radar so that we are actually more alert. We notice the thinking sooner with that technique. We notice it closer to the beginning rather than after five minutes, right? And it's a way of tracking more carefully the thinking. So the labels are not meant to push away the thought saying, go away, bad thoughts, not like that. It's more just naming. The whole process here is just really in a relaxed way, just naming and seeing what's happening without that reactivity that that, um, I talked about last night, without the second arrow. So in a similar way, we can do that with emotions. There may be emotions that 
arise, typically they have a little bit more duration. Often we notice a thought and it's just, okay, the thought goes. And we still can use the label. With emotions, they may last longer. Sometimes not, but often they do last longer. Maybe we have some irritation from something that happened three days ago that comes back in our mind and we notice that. And it stays for a while, even when we notice it. And then we could make a label like irritation. And if it lasts for a while, we would try to actually, in a way, explore what's there some, what is it like in the body? So I would try to say, okay, what's, when I have this sense of irritation, what's going on in my body? And just notice it without, without thinking about it much. Just notice at the level of the body. And I might notice, is there some narrative? You know, could be some blaming of another person, for example. I might just notice that. And then as I stay with the irritation, maybe it changes so I can track that. So these are some initial instructions for working with uh, thoughts and emotions that can uh, complement. And so we've actually started, we've really well maybe come to being able to bring to our mindfulness practice most of the uh, core experiences that we have, being with the breath or uh, anchor or, or primary object. Uh, being with different bodily experiences, with sounds. We've also, in our eating practice, worked with the sense of taste and, and smell. And then we can also bring in here thoughts and emotions. So we have really started to fill out the application of the mindfulness practice to uh, most of the elements of our experience. This last thing, as we, as I'll, I'll stop my instructions in a moment, if one of the suggested ways of guiding practice uh, from the talk last night uh, feels helpful, you might work with that as well, which might, you know, both now and in other, other sessions, they might be to let this session just be a mystery as to what happens. <laughs> might work with that or the sense of letting go of control. You know, I don't know what will happen and just have a certain okayness with that. Or it might be to um, have an intention if something unpleasant happens, not to shoot the second arrow. So see if one of those resonates with you and you want to take that as a further intention for the session.
the mind wanders, simply know what's been happening, give it a label and return to the breath or one's other primary object.
So again, uh, good morning. Um, just I'll start with uh, just a few announcements. First is that we'll be continuing with groups uh, this morning and some this afternoon. And everyone should have found uh, your name um, in a group. Is there anyone who... Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.